0: Thank you for tuning in to Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. Please be aware that this episode will discuss a film featuring events that closely mirror real-world violence that has occurred in the years since the film's release. The purpose of this episode is solely to discuss the fictional film in question and not to in any way denigrate the victims and others affected by real-world tragedies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am Dan. I'm Charlie. <laughs> and welcome, everyone, to the fourth episode here of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. Charlie, how you feeling today? I'm feeling good today, Dan. Uh, it's a special day. Today or
1: almost a... a special day.
0: Yeah, depending on when this actually dropped, uh, but this is our holiday episode Everyone, happy Saint Patrick's Day! That's right, everyone. The lucky the Irish is with us in tonight's episode, and I would like to—I'm going to uh, I'm gonna mess it up, Charlie. But the agwits, which is Gaelic for "hello" to everyone. You
1: say it. I'm not going to mess that up. I messed uh, up that's... enough. I messed up oh. enough stuff in the last episode. I'm not going to take a chance this time.
0: well that's my best version of it anyway so uh charlie and i are having uh we should not have dry mouth in this episode at all
1: no no we should not we have uh libations with us tonight uh dan's on a (sighs) bit of a dark stout with some guinness and i go for something a little bit quicker with a tad bit of whiskey to wash all of it
0: down To wash it all down. So, folks, we are going to do uh, a little something different with this episode. We're going to try to format things a little bit differently. So stick with us. Let's see how this works out. But first and foremost, we want to, again, thank everyone who have been involved uh, with the Facebook group, who have been giving us a lot of feedback about these episodes and uh, really kind of fueling the fire a little bit more, making sure that uh, it makes us feel like we're uh, we're not barking up the wrong tree, per se.
1: Well, so much we're not, we feel like we're not talking to dead air, you know,
0: (laughs) that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I love the feedback. I in last episode. We got some tremendous feedback. I think it's been our best so far. That says a lot considering (laughs) where (laughs) we're at right now. But, uh, I, I think each episode is just getting better and better. And again, we appreciate the feedback. We crave the feedback. We need the feedback. Um, so keep it coming. Uh, we love to talk about this.
0: And absolutely, thank you for kind of suffering through some of the audio issues. Uh, we've got some of those rectified. Uh, a lot of feedback on the last episode was also technical, from, from a technical nature, saying that the audio was a lot better. Uh, people enjoyed that quite a bit more. So we're, we're getting there, and you guys are kind of helping push us through and, and push us to it, and I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, the flip side is they're going to have to actually hear us one of these days when the audio gets really clear. I don't yeah, know. That's well, a good yeah. thing. <laughs>
0: Well, it's going to get better still, but for now, it's gotten it's gotten pretty good. So, Charlie, why don't you introduce her? Okay, so we wait. We did put it out on Facebook on the Facebook group. Yeah. Uh, give me back my action movies. Facebook, check out the group, check out the Instagram. But we put out that we were going to do a special holiday, Saint Patrick's Day episode, and we had people try to guess. Now, the most predominant answer, of course, was Boondock Saints. Yeah. No. And we both love Boondock Saints. Love, love, love the Boondock Saints movie. The first one. But. <laughs> yeah. We. Let's <laughs> 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 not go there.
1: It's a happy day right now. Let's talk we're about let the, this. We'll
0: let, let the good beer, bad movie folks do the other one. So. We didn't want to do that one yet. That one to us seemed a little too on the nose, a little too obvious. Well, yeah. We wanted to do something a little fun, a little, a little different. And a lot of our movies also have been 80s movies. This one's actually stepped up into the 90s a little bit.
1: Yeah, this is our first uh, dip in our toe in the 90s.
0: It is. So, Charlie, why don't you let everyone know what today's movie is?
1: Well, today, uh, if you hadn't seen by, you know, any of our posts before this uh, episode drops or what the title of the episode is, we're doing 1994's Blown
0: Away. I know we always tell everyone what we're doing, but you saw the name of the episode when you downloaded it. So, of course, you know it was blow away, blown away. Yeah. Um, like Charlie said, 1994's Blown Away dropped on July 4th, 1994. Yes. Uh, and the budget of that was $28 million estimated. Uh, the opening weekend did uh, um, just under $10.5 million, actually. But uh, at the end of the day, it grossed just over $30 million. So, made a couple made a couple million dollars didn't do huge huge no
1: it didn't quite do what the studio was expecting and the reason it got pushed to july was because they felt they had a hit on their hand and they wanted that like deep summer summer yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: well and the theme of fireworks explosions and the movie takes place during the fourth of july which was one so of the hints thought,
1: I dropped, yeah. So Right,
0: so they thought that this would be a great tie-in, um, and it didn't do nearly as well as they expected, like you said, but I thought it was a fantastic movie myself. Uh, I have to admit, I really hadn't seen it very recently until we got ready to do prep for this episode, but uh, really glad that we chose this one. It really enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Uh, we want to talk about the director of this movie, uh, Stephen Hopkins. And Stephen Hopkins, um, he directed a lot of television and did some production work, some producer work yeah, uh, as well. But some of the uh, big screen directing credits was uh, Dangerous Game, A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, and Predator 2 yeah. were just some of the, uh, the big ones. Uh, also, uh, he did Blown Away, uh, Ghost in the Darkness, the one with Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. and uh lost in space yep
1: i think wow. I, I see the uh really big ties with what he does for television where he did 24 and uh episodes like the fugitive television show you can kind of see that in this movie you get those kind of vibes yeah. yeah yeah so watching this movie you kind of get that vibe of what he is gonna do later on it just had that feel and that's what i like whenever you can see a director and you're like okay i see what you were doing then and now you're still kind of keeping that into these you know more modern you know shows or movies and i like that you know when a director can just kind of stay true to their roots almost
0: yeah it kind of makes sense so charlie let's talk a little bit about this movie now obviously when this movie came out um i was uh a junior in high school getting ready to graduate pretty soon uh the following year you were you're a little younger than me yeah i was 14. Even, you were 14 okay 14 so what is your first recollections of this movie you think this one's
1: i definitely didn't watch it in theater um i probably watched it as soon as it got on vhs this is definitely one of those uh, um like i've talked about dad would rent his movie this was probably one he picked up because you know explosions bombs tommy lee jones um and this would have been one that i watched after the fact that dad's like yeah you can watch this one because i mean there's very little language, no nudity, um, some violence, but really you don't see a whole lot of that either. You know, for a movie about bombs, no one's head blew up, and you know there was not like body parts like strewn across the screen or anything
0: like that. No, no, there really wasn't. I mean, there's a few, um, there's a few scenes of uh, of some graphic nature, and really, I mean, like there's one really clear f bomb in it yeah There's a few usage but like only really one really clear version of it so it's not a bad film um for people to see as far as i uh, was pg-13 i think it you know no, it wasn't I a hard r, I r. St-
1: no i still think it's
0: R. I'm is it a, was it an R?
1: I think because C. of the maybe uh, we're
0: just used to so, s- stuff so much more uh drastic getting yeah this would, this
1: would probably be a pg-13 now no it's an r I mean, it, you, you saw the charred body land next to him after the one explosion. Yeah, and then the um, incident
0: at uh, at the university. Yeah. In my key. So, all right, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I remember watching this movie. I actually went and saw this movie in a theater, in the theater with my buddy Andy. Uh, I, We went and caught this one, and, it, you know, we like I said, I remember really enjoying this movie. So when we talked about picking an episode for this, uh, we, we wanted the Irish tie in obviously to this and we were getting into a little bit of the synopsis and the mm-hmm. story itself. And, and for those of you not familiar with this, you're kind of getting an idea of why, but, um, you know, we both really enjoyed it. Uh, Andy's family heritage is based in Ireland. Mine was back there. So it's, you know, we, we really kind of, we're like, this is great. Let's go see this Irish movie kind of thing. And, uh, and enjoyed it quite a bit. Like I said, it was, we went into theater and saw myself.
1: Yeah. I, I wish I had. Um, and honestly, I mean, I'll, I'll be f- upfront about this. I probably haven't seen this movie in 20 years till we picked yeah. it. Um, yeah. I remembered certain scenes from the movie, like flashes and yeah. Yeah. I knew yeah. it was Tommy Lee Jones. I knew it was Jeff Bridges. I knew I enjoyed it. Cause you know, normally if there's a movie, I just didn't like it'll stick in my brain more than a movie that I did like. Um, Watching this again after 20 plus years, not to be, you know, tongue in cheek, but literally blown away watching this movie. I was, it, it, it held up. I was surprised at how well it was, how well it was acted. You know, you had, um, Jeff Bridges, you had Tommy Lee Jones, Forrest Whitaker, Lloyd Bridges, which is Jeff Bridges. Dad, he plays his uncle in this movie, but, um, the cast was phenomenal. Uh, I honestly, um, this was a really good watch, a fun watch. I enjoyed it a lot. Watched it with the wife, and she she enjoyed it. You know, so there was enough to keep her, you know, engaged in the movie where it wasn't just bullets flying everywhere. And
0: as a it, matter of fact, I think they maybe only shoot they may only shoot a firearm five six times in the whole movie. It's mostly the explosions.
1: Yeah, they um, shoot the shotgun at the. Explosion. Shotgun,
0: uh pistol in the hot tub this does he shoot it
1: yeah he does shoot it yeah. in the hot tub and then yeah. he pulls the gun but never yeah. fires it
0: no no there's not a whole lot of gunplay in this um again like i said a lot of uh, explosions
1: yeah oh yeah explosions you get what the title says that's oh sure.
0: yeah you know and, and <laughs> you were talking about the cast there's an uncredited kuba gooding jr scene in this movie as well
1: yeah That that was kind of shocking to see, you know. You forget when you're watching these movies back, you know, from the '90s, and you're going, "Hey, there's Cuba Gooding Jr." I mean, it's an an Academy Award-winning actor. He has a 30 second bit part of a non named,
0: uncredited character in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, it was wild. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, Let's go ahead and start with a little bit of a. I'll go ahead and give you a quick rundown of the uh, the story plot. So. Again, like every episode, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it first, cut us off for a minute, go watch it, come back, we're we'll wait, because this is just, recording. I am, I awesome. am going
1: to, I'm going to recommend that if you haven't watched this yet, because we're obviously going to talk about the ending, go watch this movie. It Yeah, there's a lot of
0: suspense to this movie.
1: There is, it's not like there's a, a huge twist at the end, like some movies, but this has a very exciting ending that go watch the movie that that's all I can say, go watch the movie, then come back and listen to us.
0: So, okay. So it starts off. uh, Okay. So the movie basically is about, um, a man named, um, Jimmy Dove. And Jimmy Dove is a, uh, it all takes place in Boston. It's all filmed in Massachusetts, whether it's uh, uh, Chelsea or there's some shots at uh, MIT, uh, Fenway. And it's all filmed in in the Boston uh, area, basically. And he is a police officer for Boston, specifically on the bomb disposal squad. And his uncle, Max, he was a cop as well. And they are... Max is very. I'm from Ireland. He he talks with an Irish accent, mm-hmm. uh, played by Jeff Bridges or um um Lloyd Jeff Bridges that Lloyd Bridges? Thank you. And he's his uncle, and it is you know anyone that knows about the Boston area very Irish population anyway. So he is there on the bomb squad, and come to find out, he is now uh, bomb squad members are being. Killed deliberately. He decides that he's going to quit, retire off of the bomb squad because he wants to marry this girl that he's in love with and help raise her, their daughter and be a family. So he retires off the bomb squad, and now bomb squad members are getting killed deliberately in these bombs. And he wants to figure out why, what's going on. Well, come to find out, the person that's doing it is going after him because the whole time, jimmy jimmy's real name is liam because he actually was raised in northern ireland along with tommy lee jones's character and they were they weren't in the ira the irish republican army because they say that tommy lee jones character was too radical to even be in the ira garrity yeah and so garrity was a bomber he was an expert bomber and liam he um he was a follow of a follower of his but as they were getting ready to detonate a bomb in a marketplace and kill hundreds of people liam had a change of heart and s- went to stop him the bomb went off early and fellow members of the group were killed uh liam escaped went to boston to go live with his uncle presumably and become a cop changed his name and everything his identity Whereas Garrity got arrested and thrown into a prison in Northern Ireland, which is a castle, by the way. That's my favorite. That's my absolute favorite. <laughs> and he spends 20 years in prison until he finally stages a breakout at the beginning of the movie, essentially, uh, by making explosives and blowing up a toilet and and, and escaping. And as he escapes, he, he makes his way to Boston and finds out that his old pal Liam Uh, Jimmy Dove is now a bomb squad disposal expert in Boston, and he goes after his crew for revenge. So that's the entire premise of the movie. Now, as that's going through there, like I said, and he's killing off members and he retires and gets married and that he brings on a new partner that he has to train. And this new partner, he really rubs people the wrong way. Real cocky, real brash. And... um, he has to train this partner and come to find out the partner kind of figures out what's happening. They end up actually working together to try to figure out what's going on. His partner's played by Force Whitaker. So yeah. this is two Force Whitaker movies in a row now, I guess. Yeah. A little carryover. I, I noticed <laughs> is, that too. This is now the Force Whitaker podcast. So, uh, so they basically, it kind of end up, working together a little bit to try to track down Garrity, figure out what's going on and and bring him to justice. So that's the quick synopsis of the whole film. That's the basic storyline of it. And as we talk a little bit more about some of the characters, some of the things that were really awesome in this movie that we really enjoyed, um, we're getting into a little bit more specifics as we go. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, I tell you what though, Charlie, the whole thing filmed in the Boston area, the, um you definitely had that feel you knew that that was they were southeast you know they were they were from boston you during one of the funerals a lot of the guys are watching the Sox. oh yeah you know they're like i know there's a wake going on but we're watching the Sox here you know we're we're going down to fenway park watch the socks
1: well, you, you could really tell you could tell that that that's probably an actual thing you know most i'm you know, i'm from the south funerals turn into celebrations at the end of it. That's what this one was. There's a full food spread. They're all watching the socks play.
0: They're very, all like wake heavy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Very wake heavy. And you know, the Boston accent is strong in this movie. And I appreciate that. They filmed it in Boston. You can tell, I'll go ahead and say now, Tommy Lee Jones's Irish accent is a little jarring at beginning. But I figured out why as the movie progressed. As the movie progressed, I got okay with it. But because mm-hmm. I already had an idea of Tommy Lee Jones and how he talks, and he is such a an iconic actor that you know how he sounds, what he does. And you hear this, and it's a very Irish, Northern Irish accent. And I later, I feel like he did great with it. At first, it was jarring to me. Like, just hearing him talk was like, ah, I don't know if I like that. But <laughs> later I did. Later I did.
0: Yeah. So, when he's in the prison, he is, like he said, Northern Ireland. Um, and his uh, cellmate gets taken to the hole. And he comes back. And he and his cellmate are talking. And Sova is actually in Gaelic. Uh, but here's a little clip, real quick, as he's talking to his cellmate. My You like to fight. It's your nature you know so you know just a real quick clip of that it's 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 not awful no i don't think it's one of the worst i mean it's not it's certainly not tom cruise and far and away horrible
1: no Uh, i i've heard a lot worse it was like i said i think as the movie progressed and then i kind of got you know involved in the movie it was just breaking that mental block of this is how Tommy Lee Jones is supposed to talk, you know, After you've seen him in Under Siege or you see him in right, you know, he, fugitive, I mean even in you know, like Fugitive or even you know Batman Forever, he still sounded like Tommy Lee Jones in that movie just a bit more maniacal, but that was Under Siege Tommy too, you know. That's,
0: now, later in this movie though, he does do um an American accent. Yeah. So it's Tommy Lee Jones, but it's a weird variation of Tommy Lee Jones. He, hey, everybody really kind of a high pitched weird kind of voice. He does. He's to throw off.
1: He is a unique character in this movie. He's a I'm, very, yeah. I mean, it, just it, as how he portrayed him of being, yeah, he's,
0: he's somewhat maniacal in this. You got a little bit, little hints of, um, almost like a Joker feel manic very manic in some in some forms of this he um there's some emotion in this move uh, this we'll get to that scene yeah uh with mick or not mick but uh, um, um uh, max, max and everything and you see some emotion there and stuff from what's going on and he tries to i i think the character tries to hide all of this psychotic nature with we're doing it for the cause we're doing it for um you know Irish uh uh rights and stuff so uh, those of you that aren't familiar with the IRA or what the IRA was it's 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 a lot better now but essentially northern ireland was very british heavy and the IRA was a paramilitary organization that tried to bring british rule to an end in northern ireland and get Ireland to um, reunify, essentially. And they ended up being domestic terrorists, essentially. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's some that would debate that fact. but And we're not you here know, to do that. We're not here to do this. I, I, I knew a man once who lived in Ireland. And um, he said that it was a way of life, that you would go out on a Friday night and your, some of your friends may not come back. That's how it was there. Yeah. So... I think Tommy Lee Jones's character uses the rhetoric of the reunification, the IRA kind of beliefs to mask his insanity of being a mad bomber. And they even say in this movie at one time, he was not IRA. He was too radical even for the IRA. Yeah, I, um,
1: I have to appreciate the fact that they actually say mad bomber in this because that's pretty yeah. much what he personifies. He is a mad bomber and he's a little loose in the head. I mean, he's obviously a genius when it comes to these things. And to the point where he even talks that making a bomb is like creating, you know, he has Mm -hmm. such an aversion to guns even. So it's not about killing so much or just murder and mayhem. It's I'm creating destruction by creating something. Yeah. Like,
0: and he—he's like, a genius. He—he he makes his own ampho and, and things. He just, yeah. This is what he did. And like you said, it, it's I—I I think the level of hiding. If you watch it, you can kind of see that there are moments where he talks about the rhetoric, and you talk about the calls, and you talk about this, and and, and uh, Jeff Bridges' character is like the calls is this is BS. You know, it's not yeah. about the calls. It's about your bombs. It's about you know, your love for these things that you, you would make and stuff. And, and Tommy Lee Jones is kind of like, well, oh, yeah, they're beautiful, aren't they? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. The level uh, of, of character.
1: There that he is. makes. And you talk about uh, that and that makes like Lloyd Bridges is kind of like the, the flat line across this whole thing. You know, even, you know, Jeff Bridges character, Liam, he's struggling, you know, he, he faces bombs for a, for his job, for a living, his pen, but it's his pittance It's he's paying penance and they, they play that really well too, that you see the struggle he has, even in the midst of def- defusing a bomb, he's having flashbacks to the bombings in Ireland and it's really tearing him apart. And he goes to, you know, his uncle for clarification, you know, he even goes, when, when did you know it was the right time to get out? And his uncle looks at him and goes, the day I asked that question.
0: Yeah. And he tells him, he goes, you've paid your pittance. Yeah. You know, you're, you're done. You can, you can now, you, you know, this is your, and he says, well, I don't feel absolved. You know? Yeah. He says
1: that directly. I like that line.
0: Yeah. And, and and so you really got those emotions in there. And like you said, and then Max, his uncle just plays, he's the even keel. He's like, I'm an Irishman. I'm here. I was a cop. Now I'm living the retired life everyone just kind of be cool just be chill. And he goes on and, and tries to figure out um, who the mad bomber is and where he's at and all this stuff. Cause, cause Jeff Daniels or Jeff Bridges, uh, he gets a phone call from uh, McGivney. And he tells him, he's like, Oh, Oh crap. Okay. I know what's going on now.
1: Yeah. Garrity and he goes and talks
0: him. to Max Garrity and he goes, talks to uh, Max about it. And, um, and then Max gets involved essentially when he tells him not to but this movie you know i want to keep back real quick on one thing you said uh, you're talking about the accents the boston accents i want to play a little clip here and this is when um uh jimmy dove has already retired and he's teaching uh a class on on bomb disposal and he and he's teaching um the recruits about a landmine called a balancing betty so i'm gonna play the clip and he talks a little bit about it and it's kind of a, a a funny kind of little quip in it, but listen to the accent. And any of you from Boston that are listening to this, let me know how close this is, actually. Let us know on the Facebook group, because I'd like to know. This sucker here is particularly nasty.
1: It's called a Bouncing Betty. It's buried in the ground. It clicks when you step on her. When you step off, it jumps up to crotch level and blows goodbye to whatever brass balls you think you might have.
0: I want to know how close that accent was because he actually held it pretty well through the entire film. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I I want to know. Actually, um, if, you,
1: if you listen a little bit as, and I don't know if it was on purpose, but it kind of would have to be because neither of these accents are natural to Jeff Bridges.
0: No, they're he, not native,
1: yep. He picks up a bit more Irish later in the movie.
0: Yes, he he does. He gets a little Irish in him. He does speak some Gaelic back to Tommy Lee Jones' character at one point too. Yeah, and there there are a few drops of Irish and accent. It's, yeah. it's
1: it's almost right when he tells his wife, "Hey, I'm not Jimmy Dove. I'm Liam whatever his last name was." I think it's I
0: think it's McGivney. I think because it might be McGivney. That last, does. I think about, that's where not screwed right? that last name of yeah.
1: But uh, and it was almost at like at that point. It's like now that whole uh, that whole facade he was, you know, covering up his you know his original self is now cracking, and Liam is basically coming out instead of Jimmy Dove, um, right? And I have to think he was playing it that way because again, it would be odd to bring in two different accents that different aren't native like to that. you.
0: Yeah, and he's such a good actor, you know. And this movie I think was done so well the the cat it was written well first of all but the cast that they had with Tommy Lee Jones being an excellent actor and and Jeff being an excellent actor they knew you know they knew complexities of these characters i think yeah and like you said i think yeah i think that was definitely purposeful i would think so
1: and then you had the complete different juxtaposition with the force Whitaker character super cocky headstrong left swat to join uh the bomb squad, left SWAT Miami. Wasn't wasn't
0: wasn't dangerous enough.
1: Exactly. It wasn't he says that. It wasn't dangerous enough. That whole scene you just played about the bouncing Betty is right after that is Forrest Whitaker and Cuba Gooding Jr. just sitting there laughing and it's like Cuba Gooding Jr. for thirty seconds and barely I think he has one small line. That's it. He said
0: he says something about uh he makes the, the brass balls comment he makes a comment about his girlfriend saying his are golden or that's something, it that's what to it that is. extent and then of course force whitaker he he goes is it funny and force goes yeah this is funny he goes then you come up here and show us how to disarm this he comes up and he steps on one that he had planted on in the ground like in the ventilation system um earlier before the class started to catch somebody basically. yeah i love that i do. and yeah so that's it's all pretty good it's a good learning experience a good humbling experience for Forrest Whitaker uh check it out it ends up being really uh you know a really good um bit it's it a good com that's
1: a good comical bit and mm-hmm. you know then there's oh, I watched this twice leading up because I just I like to be well versed in a movie before I talk about mm-hmm. it there was things I missed in the first watching seeing uh yeah t- Tommy Lee Jones coming into the police station as a janitor. The first time I watched it, it was just very weird. Well, it sets up the whole second bombing scene with the bomb disposal robot. Right. Because the first time I watched it, I'm going, how did he get the bomb inside? How did he get it set up? Yeah. Yeah. How did that get set up? And then i watch it the second time going, he was right there. He set that bomb in the robot before. In the robot um before they ever went out to the call. So th- i I really enjoy it. it, it was just as good watching the second time. Just because yeah, I it, I could see that stuff.
0: And you know what the thing about Tommy Lee Jones too, um it really turns into a psychological evaluation of, of his character because he adds things like he's always whistling like Pop Goes the Weasel. And yeah. you see him on the bicycle and you see this bicycle um with him a lot of the times when you see him showing up at these bombings, or you see him um, uh, getting intel to set something else up, or whatever it is in the future, yeah. so you, they just add these little ticks and, and things um, about it. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here real quick. We're going to try something a little different. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this movie. Uh, I'm going to get into the one, the one scene... I think it's probably the most powerful scene in the movie uh, between uh, Jimmy and Max and talk a little bit about Tommy Lee Jones and some of the emotion that he portrays in this scene. Uh, we're finished talking about this movie. We're going to go ahead and give you uh, uh, basically the favorite, everyone's favorite part of the show. We're going to talk about the alley Yongs at the end. Everybody and loves gonna, Al. <laughs> who does it, man? And we're going to just continue on with the fun of Blow away. Please stick around and we'll be back in just a minute. Hey, everyone, me again. I just wanted to let you know, real quick, that I also co host another podcast, a weekly podcast called the Noka News Network. I'm Ricky. I also co host the Noka News Network podcast with you, Dan. I know you snuck in here on this one, didn't you? Yes, I did. Everyone, we appreciate everybody listening to Give Me Back My Action Movies, obviously. But if you'd like to listen to news that no one cares about, then check us out at Noka News Network. Ricky, where can they find us? We're on Spotify, we're on uh, Apple Music, We're or or iTunes Podcasts, however that Whatever works, it's called. However that works. And you can check us out on Facebook as well, and you can always email us over at newsroom at Nokanews.com and uh, check us out over there. We're having that's, a good time, Ricky. That's true. We're posting the podcast to our YouTube channel, too, so if you'd rather watch it that way, it's over there. Just search Nokanews News Network. And, and enjoy the news that no one cares about. It's a good time. I promise. Eh. All right, everyone, welcome back to Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. Thanks for sticking around. We're talking about the uh, the 1994 classic Blown Away. And, you know, Charlie, we've been talking about this movie really well made. uh, Something that we had not seen in a while when we chose to watch this one again. Really glad we had. Um, and, And one of the reasons I really loved it so much was the casting yeah they did a great job of connecting family emotion by getting father and son in this movie they portrayed them obviously as nephew and uncle but you still had that dynamic well because they were (laughs) because they're family yeah so well they're father um, and son in real life so it wasn't a stretch
1: but it was a well done
0: yeah, absolutely. So, like we talked about, Max, his uncle decides he wants to get involved and figure out where where Garrity is. So he goes to Fenway and talks to a, another Irishman, who he convinces to to help him figure it out because he said he killed an Irishman escaping the prison. And at that point, that's when the the hot dog vendor, his informant, oh yeah, he, he flips a switch. He's like, "Oh, okay, well." Make sure you you know you give the bastard what for for me for killing a uh, you know a, a fellow Irishman, and um, he ends up going to the pub where Tommy Lee Jones is. Yeah, and he thinks he's being slick the whole time, and and they have this really good dialogue, uh, and they both order a, a pint of Guinness, and Max goes to the the men's room in the back to call um, uh, Liam, um, and, and let him know that he found him. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones catches him beats him pretty good um and essentially um uh Jeff Bridges' character now he rushes to the the uh the pub finds Max's hat and finds a clue that was left for him to to figure out where Max is now yeah so Max is now sitting on a merry-go-round in a playground mm mm-hmm. mhm And he's done up with a bunch of C four, and he has this this contraption strapped to his arms that if he stands up, this little ball will set off the explosion.
1: Yeah, if he goes like left or right or really any kind of movement, because he doesn't know where the ball is, it's just there. And honestly, no one even uh, Jimmy doesn't even realize it because he's like a you know he he just tries to get uh, Max to just stop moving. Stop moving all yeah, you know,
0: the whole thing. Yeah. He he's really traumatized and worried when he sees this whole situation. So instead of being able to kind of be cool, calm and collected, he just is like, okay, stop moving, stop talking, just sit there. I'm gonna fix this. Yeah. Um the whole time, Tommy Lee Jones is in a building overlooking this whole situation.
1: For the amount of C4, dude's only like a hundred feet away.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a hell of an explosion. Um you know, so I don't understand why he's that close to me. That was a little bit off. That that was probably the most disbelievable part of the movie. Yeah. So essentially, he he tells he tells um, uh, Max, "Hang on, I'm gonna we're gonna get you fixed or whatever." So I'm gonna play you a clip of that interaction. Listen to um, the accents again. You can really hear um, Lloyd Bridges doing an Irish accent. You can hear Jeff doing his Boston accent again, back and forth with each other. Um, but this, I think Lloyd Bridges does a fantastic job. The writing on this is really good. And it's, it's just that, it's that mentality that, uh, that they talk about. Am I going to be blown to kingdom come? I'm going to my bike. Jimmy. Get my tools. I, I, I don't mean to question your talents, but I, I'm pretty well over here, wouldn't you say? Max. Yeah. I mean, Max at this point knows that you know, it's a setup. He even says something like, Hey, if you stick around, there's going to be two of us dead. Yeah. He I
1: actually think. tells him like, just, just go, which kind of gives you a glimpse on what's about to happen. Um, and as Jimmy walks away to go get the tools from the bike, you know, uh, Max just has that realization. He looks out across the, har- the harbor the haba I'll do one. Uh, and he looks out across the Harbor and <laughs> just decides that, he can't allow uh, Liam to get hurt trying to disarm this. And yeah. So he, uh, he stands up, you know, and he, <laughs>
0: and that's it. <laughs> uh, and, and so that happens, of course, Jeff Bridges character breaks down all that emotion there. But the thing about the scene that's so cool is you see Tommy Lee Jones crying.
1: Yeah. He's reacting the whole time they're talking, you know? So yeah.
0: He again, He want- was so
1: close to hear him talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, right? He would have taken some damage. He doesn't want to kill Max. He doesn't want to kill a fellow Irishman, but he knows he has to do it to get to Liam. He has to do it to get his ultimate vengeance on him for what he believes was such a slight against him and and, and the quote unquote the cause that he has to do it. But you can see that he has pain and regret in his face about having to do this yeah and again like i said the acting in this that was fantastic
1: no i i again you've got academy award winner actors in this and it shows these guys this is this is uh jeff bridges pretty much in his prime um he actually turned down doing speed to do this movie um he was a forerunner ahead of uh You know, it didn't say whether it was for the um, Keanu Reeves role or the Jeff Daniels. I would almost think it would be the Jeff Daniels because I I swear those two are almost interchangeable to me sometimes in my mind. Yeah. But he could have done the Keanu Reeves part too as being, you know, the bomb uh, tech, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to defuse it. But um, I think it even though this movie didn't do great, as far as box office, I think they each made the right choice on what movie, you know, Keanu, obviously that skyrocketed him. Sure. You know as soon as he did speed and I think this one fit, you know, Jeff Bridges a lot better.
0: Yeah. I mean, just four years later, Jeff Bridges is the dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after this, you talk about a, uh, uh, a variation in roles <laughs> pretty quickly, but yeah, I think that this movie really kind of, I think it helped his stock in Hollywood, I would feel, because he did this movie. Later on, we see him do True Grit. Later on, we see mm-hmm. him do, um, uh, what was the other one that was um, Crazy Heart, uh, real dramatic type of some acting in that. We see some really good stuff uh, later on in his career, and I, I really think that if it wasn't for blown away, we may not we may not see that
1: No, further uh...
0: down the line.
1: And it just lends itself to the fact that we went, you know, it's been 20 years since I watched it. And this sucker held my attention the entire time, you know, I was glued to the television watching this. And again, I watched the second time and, you know, normally uh, flipping through my phone, I'm you know writing notes for the show. Sure. No, nope, I'm watching it the second time. Cause I'm picking up things. I'm like, oh, that's why that happened. Oh, I yeah. totally missed that part. Okay. That makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Oh.
0: Fantastic. Uh, you know, it was put together. Well, one of the, one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie is, um, Charlie alluded to the bomb disposal robot exploding and yeah. end up taking out a couple more members of the squad. Well, the phone call that I talked about him getting from Garrity Garrity is in his house is in yeah. Liam's house now with it, where his wife and, and daughter live. And um, he leaves as they come home and now as Jeff Bridges is racing home to save them, to help them, they, this whole sequence of them being home and every little thing you see could be a bomb. She goes to turn on a light switch and she goes to plug a phone in. They go to turn on the oven to make some food. And the way it's shot, the, the suspense oh, yeah. through the whole thing, I remember watching it the first, the first time going, huh? yeah. <gasps>
1: You're actually <laughs> flinching. They, they, it's, it's not quite slow motion, but it is drug out. Like, okay. The light switch one is it, she gets ready to pull the chain to turn on the little closet. light. the one that got me though, was the little girl turning the stove on. Cause a, it's a yeah. little girl turning on a gas stove. That's already dangerous. And she <laughs> turns on the top burner accidentally and it goes off and it, yeah. you know, it burns. She turns it off and then she's trying to turn the oven on. And she gets her face like right up to the glass of the door. And you see the little igniter above with the, you know, the natural gas
0: and the flame, the flame kick off and then
1: it cuts to another scene. And you're just like, stop doing that. I'm totally
0: uncomfortable. The way they film these devices, they do like a, like they zoom in and like the, the facade that's hiding them kind of, separates and they do like a zoom in version, kind of like if you're familiar with like ant-man now how he would fly in past like the computer screen and into the computer and down past the motherboard and all that stuff like they do that sort of thing in yeah. this movie and you see kind of how the device is you know i mean you see internal bomb works yeah you see the internals the, in, the internals so i have something uh, funny for that oh, oh um, man it's just it's so cool the way they did that
1: I, I'm I, uh, if a black van shows up at my house to uh, make me disappear, it's because my dumbass got on Google and uh, typed in why why can't you just pull the detonator out of C4 to disarm <laughs> it? Thankfully, I'm not the only person that's ever typed that in and there there are some answers, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I threw some flags.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, this podcast will now be listened to all you fans and the uh, the uh, ATF, maybe. Um really sorry about that. but uh,
1: My bad, but I wanted to know of all this stuff because, you know, it's always like this metal probe shoved into the putty. Okay, why can't you just undo that? And, the,
0: and in this movie, they keep talking like, just cut the ground, just cut the ground. Yeah, they make well, it like Charlie, it's so simple. <laughs> Charlie and I both do electrical work, so we're both like... Wait a minute. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Why? So Charlie has to learn to, he, it is MacGyver in him kicks in and he has to go look up something that's going out. All right. So next week's just going to be me, I guess, because Charlie's <laughs> going to be in Quantico answering questions. Uh, sorry, after sorry. Google search. sorry, honey. <laughs> sorry. Didn't about
1: this. Of all yes. things people worry about that's in your search history, history, mine's how to, you know, diffuse C4. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, good good job, Charlie. Uh, uh, so, all that happens, he he tells his wife and child to go to the Cape, go escape, get out of this. He tells them what happened. He tells yeah. them who he really is. Um, while they're there, Tommy Lee Jones' character shows up, and he they don't realize it's him. Yeah, they're at the beach. And as he, yeah, and as he leaves, he's he's whistling. Pop goes the weasel, and he stops and fixes the hood latch on their jeep. So now you know something set up so as they finally after max is killed they finally find the clue to lead them to where tommy lee jones is and the confrontation finally occurs um tommy lee jones tells him your wife and daughter they're done here's the real trigger boom let me set off this bomb it's a timer thing you're stuck here you can't save them this is how it's going to work And the whole time, like I said, we said, it's 4th of July. It's the 4th of July. At that point, she plays violin for the, the Boston pops. They're doing the live simulcast of playing the, uh, the 1812 overture. Mm -hmm. So as they're doing it and they're getting closer and closer to it, because eventually they have a big fight scene. It's really well done. Uh, a big fight scene, big explosions. Tommy Lee Jones character is, is, is dead now by his own creation. And, uh, Forrest Whitaker and Jeff Bridges are racing to save the wife and, and daughter. So before so, you go, uh, before, before you go, go, too ahead, farther, go ahead. I want to, yeah.
1: I want to elaborate just real quickly on this particular scene because
0: very Rune Goldberg too. a lot of these machines are very Rune Goldberg. He,
1: he buys this kind of cheap knockoff looking Rube Goldberg marble thing earlier in the movie from a kid, kind of a little, it looks
0: like something you get in the mousetrap game
1: or something that's at the doctor's office for the kids to keep them occupied. And that's exactly what I thought. So Come to find out, he can't just make a bomb that you hit a switch and it goes off. He made this Rube Goldberg esque bomb inside this old ship that he's been hiding out in, and he is
0: really. By the way, wouldn't you want to just hang out in an old ship like that as your your home away from your? I thought it was something? awesome. There's it's like so cool.
1: There's like a diesel engine that's tore apart, and they kind of keep the camera on it a little too long, so you realize it's part of the bomb at the end, and so you see all this. And then in the meantime, he's called force Whitaker. And this is Forrest force Whitaker is probably my second or third favorite character in this movie. But this one scene, even when I watched it the first time, I'm like, Holy shit, what just happened? They're fighting Lloyd or, uh, Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Jones. They've, they've fallen like God, 20 feet down this shaft
0: decks. Oh, yeah. Down the shaft of this ship. Yeah.
1: Handcuffed to each other. And, uh, Jeff Bridges is just kind of hanging by his arm. Well, an explosion happens in this giant ball of fire and Forrest Whitaker runs out of the ball of fire, just out of nowhere. And I'm just like, what did I just witness? It was very
0: on your left moment.
1: It was, and I was like, <laughs> ball of yeah. fire, Forrest Whitaker run right through it. And then shoots the handcuff carries, uh, uh, Jeff Bridges out and, Tommy Lee Jones dies in the explosion. There's still 15 minutes of the movie left to go. Yeah. Yeah. The main bad guy is dead and you still have a huge climactic ending to this movie to go.
0: Because even though he's dead, one of his creations is still alive and he has to deal with that now. Yeah. And like I said, as they're racing to save them, they're, they're playing, they're getting towards the end of this song and everyone knows, uh, you know, Dun, 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 dun,
1: dun. And they're okay. in a they're in a huge amphitheater. There's yep. fireworks supposed to go off. There's a huge crowd. So you're wondering because uh, we've watched action movies, we've seen V for Ven- Vendetta that when that last note gets hit, the fireworks are supposed to go off, and you Boom. expect the bomb to right. go off.
0: So that's well, that tension you have in your chest as they're
1: racing. Yeah, because they're not close. The song's almost over. They're in the brightest yellow Ford Fox Body Mustang I've ever seen. And Forrest Whitaker having the time of his life, driving it as fast as he can at poor little things, just draining.
0: And was it, was that a four cylinder?
1: It had to have been. Cause it wasn't going that fast, <laughs> but they get to it and the song ends. The fireworks are going off and no explosions happen. And the daughter and the mother, the, the mother's like, let's get out of here. And you know, she's stressed cause her husband's chasing this mad bomber. They've had to hide from their home. She knows that the guy she met at the beach is the bomber. She finds out. She saw it on the computer screen when Forrest Whitaker had it pulled up. So she already knows something bad that she, he knows who she is and they go to get in the Jeep. And then all of a sudden you remember Tommy Lee Jones messed with that hood latch
0: on their Jeep at the beach. I totally forgot about the Jeep. When they're I playing did. Cause so I was like, it's going to blow when they get to the end. And you're like, you said, I'm watching it going. I know this song. The, how in the, hell are they the going timing to was off? that? Yes. Because they For get once, there. The timing was off
1: in a movie that made sense. <laughs> they get there and they stop and they still have to go through the crowd and they are just fighting their way through. And they, then he sees her get into the Jeep and start to take off. And he finally, uh, he gets through the crowd. He steals a motorcycle, which is freaking awesome, and chases her down the road, gets up to the window, and is like, don't hit your brakes. Downshift, do whatever you got to do, because it's a little Jeep Wrangler.
0: Remember uh, remember how we said he turned down the rolling speed?
1: This is totally <laughs> speed, man. This this whole segment is just speed.
0: And she's going downhill. She's
1: going downhill. Yeah. Uh, there's a dead end, basically, at the end of the hillside. There's cars coming across, so there's stop signs. She's blowing them. And he has to jump from a motorcycle onto the canvas top of the Jeep. And I swear to God, I busted out laughing when both times it happens because the little girl's in the car. Well, he jumps up on top of the Jeep, crawls his way up to the front, pokes his head down through the, the passenger window and goes, "Hi!" Hey. it's just this. Hey, how you doing, honey? Can you get in the back seat for a second? And he I just. to be
0: cool. Yeah. He
1: really does. And the bomb is actually like up under the dash. And if she hits the brake, it's just boom, it's gone. And, and there's
0: safety's rigged to prevent him from stopping it and everything. It's. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very speed.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's a, and speed was 94, 95. I want to uh, say. I'll look it up. Real look quick. it up real quick. I'll just keep going. But, uh. She has to dodge vehicles. He's, you know, up under trying to defuse this thing, and she's a, she's getting to the point where she has to hit her brakes, or they're going to crash and pretty much die because of the impact. And Tommy Lee Jones has it rigged up. And again, this very maniacal, crazy kind of mindset. He has to use something else with the bomb, and it's this little wind up toy. And Jeff Bridges just kind of has this effort moment and grabs this thing and crushes it in his hand and it diffuses the bomb. She can hit the brakes. They still kind of crash, but it's not what it would have been.
0: Go ahead. So um, there might be a reason why uh, blown away didn't do so well. (laughs) Don't don't tell me. Speaking about June 12th. Oh, (laughs) they put it out quicker. So speed was a budget of 30 million and it's opening weekend made 14, but worldwide made $350 million. Oh my God. Those so people it, it, have would ap- to- it would appear, it would appear rather, um, that the, uh, 20th century Fox snaked, uh, snaked the fine folks over at, uh, who made uh, blow it away over at, uh, MGM. And, um, uh, yeah, that's. I would wow. Guess that's probably why I didn't do so well because <laughs> we had already seen this movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, a month before. Yeah. Whoa! I didn't even dig that far
0: into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I know. I saw that. I went. Ooh! I saw the same year that I scrolled down. and Went. Wow! June twelfth, huh? That's that's cold blooded. That's that's ins- Hollywood, man.
1: That is,
0: man. That happens. So when, we, so when we make our own action movie, let's not do that to anyone else.
1: Yeah, let's not. But you know
0: that happens
1: a lot, though. You know, yeah, and you that's a lot of.
0: The same movie, three or four versions of the same theme of a movie.
1: Well, there was like like five years of underwater alien movies, or it felt like five years, but it probably was like two years of like ten or
0: six. Abyss,
1: Leviathan, Leviathan. yeah, uh, half a dozen others that probably never even made it to theater, but were out there. Sludge would know. Sludge could probably rattle them off off top his head. Oh, uh, Deep Rising, can't forget that one. Good old Treat Williams. Um, wow, that's shocking. I'm still kind of taken aback by that.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's so, and and then, like you said, he crushes it. They get out. They're fine. Essentially. Yeah. Um, force Whitaker goes, okay, Liam, you know, and now Jeff Bridges is like, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm going to tell him the truth. I tracked him down. I stopped the mad bomber. I'm the hero. He totally takes it all. I love that. And Jeff Bridges goes, cool. And throws him his belt and said, I'm done. Yep. you know and it's and that's pretty much the end of it and it's just you go wow they actually figured a way out to wrap this whole damn thing up with a bow
1: they <laughs> really did it. it kept him in the clear it didn't put any kind of because i'm sure he was wanted
0: sure oh, uh, and i liam was wanted Yeah, yeah he
1: was wanted so and you know forrest whitaker had that over him but hey i get the glory you get a family
0: basically kind of thing yeah yeah and he realized he was he was trying to make right type of yeah. thing i think so well charlie this was definitely a little different than some of the other movies that we have covered some of the ones that people may um think were like oh the classic vhs action movies uh 400 rounds out of a, a six shooter and yeah and, uh, a big muscled up beating the crap out of everybody. This was the common man. Um, this was kind of that. stuck in an extraordinary situation. That's that's you know? this
1: is the start of the common man type action heroes.
0: Yeah. That's very worse. Much John McClane type of, uh, well, uh, action hero genre or, or trope.
1: Well, you started getting movies like the, the, the clear and present danger movies. We just talked about speed. Um, yeah the fugitive things like that those movies started to kind of get more traction um as they went i do have to bring up one thing and since we're talking about how this wasn't yeah. what we call an action movie it had a little tiny action movie throw throwback in the movie that yeah. max's uncle is driving around this beat down green el camino that i swear my dad probably owned at one point cuz he owned half <laughs> a dozen and It's driving off and it kind of zooms in on the tag. Well, the guy's name's Max. Well, the tag on the car says Mad Max, and I'm just like, oh, it says Mad Max. So there is a little bit of our action movies in this movie, but yeah, it didn't diminish this movie at all. It really didn't. I I thoroughly enjoy this one. I recommend it to anyone.
0: It's it's on Prime right
1: now. Who knows if it will be when you hear this, but.
0: Yeah, as of right now, as of the time of recording, it's on Amazon Prime if you had the chance. Um Charlie, let's go ahead and get to the everyone's favorite part of the mo- the, the the show rather, the time when we sit back in our infinite wisdom <laughs> uh, and, and, and rate the movie on the give me back my action movie, Alleyong Scale of Excellence. This is my from one Alleyong all the way up to five Alleyongs. So I think it's my turn this week. I think it's your turn, Charlie. Where do you rate Blown Away? Man, this
1: is I this one's probably more difficult for me to think about because this movie was fantastic. I flat out there was nothing really in this movie I did There's one thing in this movie I didn't like and I'm going to ding it for it and we didn't talk about it, but U2 is in the uh
0: soundtrack yeah charlie hates you too. i so hate you too when when, when i first uh, mentioned this movie we were talking about the irish movie to do for this but i went hey let's do blown away you went yeah and i went eh, <laughs> you know. that's when you went that's when you went oh wait a minute yeah
1: <laughs> i had to think for a second but so i'm gonna i'm gonna ding it for that but i think i think i'm gonna give this three and a half alley onks i, I okay. think it's i think it's just high enough i gotta reserve those fours and fives for what I consider to be our action movie, you know, type of hierarchy.
0: What would you, would you put this on the 10, let us do a a 10 recommended list, the 10 action movies of the VHS era, late seventies, eighties, early to mid nineties. Would you put it on that top 10 list of movies that you have to watch?
1: Not top 10, but I could you could make an argument for top 20. Okay. I think there's enough movies out there that I don't feel like this can bump it from that genre of action
0: mm-hmm.
1: because mm-hmm. while it's a great movie, while I do consider this an action movie, it doesn't have all of the little tick boxes that we would normally have of, you know, what is required to be an action movie. This one... It could have an argument for even being a drama, but it is action heavy, which what keeps it as an action. Um
0: It's not, actually yeah, drama, action suspense.
1: Yeah, for sure. It definitely yeah. has that. Like if they toned down just a little bit of one aspect of the maybe the cockiness of uh uh Forrest Whitaker or the maniacalness, you know, the craziness of Tommy Lee Jones, it maybe would have edged itself closer to a drama with some action. But I think this one is a action drama that it, it's a three and a half alley on, which, you know, is over half. I feel like that's still a good, good rating for a movie. I recommend to watch anyone to watch this.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to give it, I think I want to give it a four. Okay. I, I, as much as I love the heavy cheese eighties action flicks, and some of the unrealistic stuff, like, you know, uh, some of the movies we will talk about eventually, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I like this, but I like a little bit more of the realism when it comes to just my preference of movies. And I'm also looking at this now as a 44 year old watching this. Um, it's a bit more relatable. 16 year old me would have seen this or 14 year old me would have seen this. Then. Yeah, it would have definitely been more drama than action movie. Like if you compare it next to um, Rambo or something, yeah, it's comparable. Know, not Rambo because Rambo's very drama heavy as well. If you compared it to like, okay, let's I'd say Running Man. Obviously, it's very different than that. But yeah, the the acting in it is fantastic. The casting and stuff was really good. It was all shot pretty much on location. The special effects work in it was really, really solid. And it was one of those ones that, watching it again, I enjoyed it probably more now than I did then. So I'm going to give it a four. Again, like you said, I don't think I'd put it in the top ten of the quote-unquote action movies yeah. from our youth. You know, but... Yeah, it was a fantastic movie. I highly, highly recommend seeing it. Um, it just, it's, it, it, you believed it. You felt it. There was nothing. And afterwards, you were kind of worn out a little bit watching it. I you think. were. I mean, yeah, they, they really paced it uh, like a wave, there... like you said. You think it's going to explode nothing. We still have all this time. And then you go back up again and then you go back down again. They did a good job of that.
1: There was no point of this movie where you had to suspend disbelief. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. This It's actually everything in this movie, maybe diffusing C4. I don't know. Or, you know, some of the more <laughs> technical aspects of it, everything is a possibility of something that could have happened. Yeah. If you want yeah. to stretch your mind, even speed was that way, except for the bus jump across yeah. the gap. Yeah. But you know, it could, that was the Hollywood, it yeah. was, and maybe that's what this one needed. Maybe the Jeep needed to jump the harbor. Dang it. I did it twice. Uh,
0: <laughs> it be, I had to, that'd have been a, bit, a wicked pisser.
1: I know it's a wicked harbor. You got to jump the Jeep. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm
0: done with that. <laughs> But, yeah, this movie, I mean, obviously, you heard at the beginning of this episode, the disclaimer. Yeah. You know, uh, that being said, this is a work of fiction. Yeah. I mean, there it is. Um, Yeah. You know, there it is. So, uh, hey, we want to close up today's episode by shouting out our friends of the pod and giving thanks to everyone like Sludgecast, the Ultimate Action Movie Club over at ultimateactionmovies.com. We want to uh, throw a thanks and uh, go check out Poster Smash; those guys on Instagram and Facebook now. Yep, uh, the Good Beer Bad Movie Pod with Pete. Check those guys out, and of course, make sure you subscribe, comment. Um, however, you find this episode, if it's on uh, Apple Music, rate review there. That helps us out. If you're yep. catching us on Podbean, um, follow us there, make a little comment. If you're listening to us on Spotify i think you just follow i'm not it's
1: just a follow on spotify
0: yeah well but you know what make sure you interact with us too on the facebook group let's bump those numbers up these are rookie numbers baby Let's we are numbers up
1: we're almost 200.
0: keep spreading the word and the love of what we're doing out here give us suggestions if you have ideas let us know if there's things you like or don't like let us know that's what we need uh you can email us at g m b m a m pod at gmail.com that's the acronyms for give me back my action movie pod at gmail.com yep and we want to give a special thanks to mountain empire comics and johnson city tennessee bristol tennessee check them out on facebook charlie that's i don't know man that's that's all the business i'd take care of at that point sounds good
1: man I happy st patrick's day
0: happy st patrick's day uh Charlie, once again, I have to ask you, you got anything to say?
1: I'm not going to do it in an Irish accent. I'll be back.
0: I knew (laughs) you'd say that.